0: Thanks and good morning. I'm Jim Swan and we welcome Communications Manager for BBB Serving Western Ontario to share hosting duties with us this morning. It's good to have Monica along. Good morning, Monica.
1: Good morning. It's lovely to be here today. Today we are also going to welcome the Chair of the Board of Directors of the Better Business Bureau Serving Western Ontario. Asad Eldik. will talk to us about what is involved in attaining and maintaining accreditation with the Better Business Bureau and the benefits for businesses as well as consumers. And
0: in a segment that was pre-recorded, Linda will join us as we get some last-minute ideas for Mother's Day. And right now, we're going to learn about the tools and materials that you might need for your summer do-it-yourself projects as we welcome Darcy Quinn, who is Vice President of Moffat & Powell. Good morning and welcome to Ask BBB, Darcy. Good morning. Thanks for having me.
1: Moffat and Powell has had a really long history in the London region. So, how has Moffat and Powell adapted in this day of big box stores and online shopping?
2: A oh, great question. Uh, it's certainly been a big impact on our on our stores, both the big box and online, but not necessarily negative. We've uh, partnered up with Rona and Lowe's, and we have a, a partnership agreement with them to tap into their online presence. And so it works out really well, so we can have, uh, customers can shop online, and you can either have the product shipped to your own home by courier, or you could pick them up at one of our stores, or if they're the bigger, bulkier, more building material type items, we can actually deliver them to your home. So we get kind of the best of both worlds by tapping into
0: Rona's uh, online presence. Well, speaking of both worlds, uh, Darcy, Moffin & Powell serves both the construction professionals and do-it-yourselfers, and we are of varying skill levels for sure when it comes to do-it-yourself. Do you do anything special to serve those two different markets? Absolutely. Um, The needs, although
2: uh, often similar, there's also quite a bit of difference. So we pride ourselves on offering uh, multiple levels of service depending on the needs of our customers. So our retail customers get the benefit of our experience dealing with professional builders, our investments in design and engineering and in delivery and dispatch from having boom trucks and box trucks and forklift-mounted forklift, off, uh, forklift mounted, uh, trucks. And then the um, professional builders, we've really catered to them in terms of the amount of inventory we carry. At any given time, our lumberyards are usually measured in acres, and so mm-hmm. we carry enough material to build dozens and dozens of homes at any given time. So we've definitely a different... Uh, service level offering for the two different customer segments, but very interrelated.
1: Well, I think a lot of people are really into DIY these days. So whether you live in an apartment or you've been a homeowner for years, you need to have a toolkit. What would you suggest as a basic toolkit and what are some of the tools you would add um, to build your tool resource?
2: (laughs) Well, the most basic that everybody needs is probably a checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I was thinking hammer. What is it going to be? Hammer, screwdriver. Okay, checkbook. That's right. And that's probably the most basic uh, tool in your toolkit. Uh, but beyond that, uh, and especially for our customers who maybe live in apartments, you know, certainly having the absolute basics: a uh, hammer, a screwdriver set, uh, measuring tape, uh, Allen keys for putting that furniture together from mm. IKEA. And, uh, of course, a box cutter, uh, helpful for getting rid of all the packaging. And then as as you, uh, as you your space and time and expertise grows, then we'd suggest maybe getting into your own drill and drill bits, maybe a saw, uh, carpenter's level.
0: And, uh, of course, never hurts to have a paintbrush or two around. When you talk about the, the power tools, uh, there are some available that uh, are adaptable, have a one battery that uh, fits all. Uh, is that something that... that you'd recommend or, or, or give people advice on? Absolutely. That's the big trend. We see more and more
2: traditional corded tools are going cordless. And uh, most of the companies are going to one battery fits all of their tools in their tool line. And then just the size of the battery would change. So definitely, um, I know we have products that you can use your, the same battery in a cordless skill saw as in a, a weed
0: eater or a hedge trimmer. Well, that takes us outside.
1: So, home maintenance, it can involve anywhere from yard work to repainting interiors, exteriors. Let's start with yard work. Are they tools that can make that chore easier?
2: Oh, absolutely. Let's start off with the basics, uh, like uh, rakes and shovels, uh, mostly for cleaning up the the spring mess and the, as the dead grass gets cleaned up and the forgotten leaves from the fall that <laughs> didn't quite make it to the curb. Um, and then we move into Probably a lot more gardening tools um, around freshening up your garden, uh, associated with fertilizers and spreaders, and then, of course, uh, the handy paintbrush comes out again. It's a great time to freshen up any trim around your doors, scuffed up with boots, and uh, then we get into the bigger power equipment, certainly uh, lawnmowers, lawn, even battery-operated lawnmowers now, but often uh, trimmers and edgers and uh, hedge trimmers, uh, certainly uh, the battery technology is making it easier for um, homeowners to, to own those types of power tools.
0: Any um, robotic uh, devices out there that'll just do the lawn for us? Absolutely, similar to the Roomba vacuum
2: that people are familiar with. They now have uh, you know battery operated lawnmowers that uh, just kind of wander around your your yard and uh, technically maintenance free. But <laughs> I don't know about that. I haven't tried them personally. They're they're certainly coming to the mainstream though.
0: You'll probably have some stories to tell us about those. Well, Darcy, in June of this year, Moffat & Powell is going to achieve 23 years of accreditation by the Better Business Bureau. What are some of the things that Moffat & Powell does to to maintain a corporate culture of trust and integrity?
2: Well, I don't think it's that complicated. I think our corporate trust and integrity, we are a family-owned business. We still uh, are often sometimes guilty of uh, operating like a family business, but those same things Ways we treat our family and friends uh, certainly trickle into the way we deal with our customers. Um, And we know that uh, operating in in a way that builds trust and integrity is critical for the longevity of our company. We've been around for over 60 years, and we'd like to be around for 60, and that only is possible when customers know they're being treated well and fairly. And, you know, from time to time, we run into issues where our service level, it wasn't up to, up to snuff to even our standards. And so it's important that you deal with those in a, in a respectful and fair uh,
0: way as well. Well, Darcy, we want to thank you very much for taking time to uh, join us here on Ask BBB, and we want to wish you a good summer. Thank you very much for having me. Take care. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Darcy Quinn, who is Vice President of Moffitt & Powell an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. You can go to the BBB directory and search for Moffat and & Powell, and from there you can go to their website, moffittandpowell.ca or .com. And we'll be back in a moment with some last-minute ideas for Mother's Day. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan.
3: And I'm Linda Smith. And we now welcome Kelly Kalis, Field Operations Manager from Forest of Flowers to Ask BBB. Welcome.
0: Well, Kelly, here we are. It is the day before Mother's Day. <laughs> are things just blooming crazy in your business on a day like this?
4: Things are definitely crazy. We've ramped up production. It's been a busy week already. Flowers are still arriving every day, and our staff and designers are busy prepping entering orders and getting ready um, for the remainder of the weekend.
0: How far ahead do you start planning?
4: Well, we start planning um, six, seven months out just to arrange with all of our growers to ensure we can get our supply and plan what we are going to produce for Mother's Day.
3: So how does Mother's Day compare with, say, Valentine's Day uh, or other days in terms of high demand, supply, availability? Mm-hmm. Is it comparable? Well, Mother's Day runs a close
4: second to Valentine's Day. The difference essentially is it's spread out over a week where Valentine's Day is one day, one mm. flower. Roses being, you know, the key to Valentine's Day. At Mother's Day, people are looking for all kinds of spring flowers locally Grown flowers, tulips, iris, uh, gerbs, things like that. So lots more different uh, elements designed for Mother's Day than for Valentine's Day.
0: So it is the day before Mother's Day. Is it, is it too late on the day before to order flowers and get things arranged?
4: It is not too late. So certainly uh, go online, www.forestofflowers.com, or give us a call. We can still design. Our designers are going to be busy through uh, tomorrow afternoon taking your custom designs. Our 11 London and surrounding area locations also have coolers that are fill- full of flowers right now. Bouquets, arrangements, all kinds of things ready to go for you just to stop in and pick up.
3: So do flower shops have other gifts other than flowers?
4: We do have some other gifts. Um, As we talked about already, we carry plants, so dish gardens. We have potted orchids. We have teddy bears, balloons, cards, things like that.
0: Uh, If we get fresh flowers, how long can we expect to enjoy them before – they wilt and have to be disposed.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. So a good quality arrangement um, should last you at least a week. So we protect our uh, cold supply chain at Forest of Flowers. So our flowers are always cold until they go to you, kept in a fresh cooler. Um, so they should give you at least a week. Now, there's a little bit of variety depending on the actual flower you pick. Some are hardier than others. But just come and speak with us and uh, we can let you know which ones will meet your needs. Is there anything we can do to make the flowers last longer? Certainly, giving your flowers a fresh cut, uh, keeping them well hydrated, changing the water, and actually using the food that your florist provides to you to keep them fed and happy.
0: You mentioned refrigeration, so if I put them in the fridge at night, would that? Well, your the fridge last might long? be a
4: little bit too cold, but we have had customers that will take them to the cold cellar every night, and they swear by Re- it.
0: Really? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Um, what about uh, ordering flowers from um, from? Another city or in another city? Is there an advantage to ordering those flowers through a local florist rather than just going online and finding a florist in that other city?
4: Yeah, certainly. I'd always go to a trusted local florist. When you go online, um, oftentimes you'll end up on a U.S. site through an order gatherer, and your order is going to come to you. It's going to be charged in U.S. dollars, and you may not realize that because they advertise they're local, but they're not. So if you go into a trusted, reputable florist, we can direct your uh, order to a specific shop in the area, so they're going to come locally and fresh.
3: So do we order through you and you redirect, or will you make a recommendation to us?
4: Well, you could certainly come in and we can make all those arrangements for you. We're part of uh, Wire Network, so we know uh, shops by reputation and certainly will direct the flowers to the right spot.
0: So if we look for a BBB-approved florist, they're going to deal with reputable florists on the other end. So we know that whatever we pick out in that picture is going to actually be The thing that's delivered,
4: absolutely, and we'll still follow up on your behalf and make sure uh, the order happens on a timely basis, and you get what you want and what you've paid for.
3: So we we talked about lots of variety for Mother's Day versus Valentine's Day, but are there staple favorites? Are there certain uh, flowers that seem to resonate well for Mother's Day over other holidays? Uh, Well, Gerbera
4: daisies and tulips. I mean, they seem to be the big ones right now. People are just looking for something springy, fresh, and cheery. We keep hearing bright and cheery. Just make it bright and cheery and gorgeous. And that kind of mixed flower really um, stands out, maybe even a little bit more than roses at Mother's Day.
0: And if it's a potted plant, it might be something they can enjoy for the rest of the season.
4: Absolutely. So we have potted plants, um, calanchos, violets, we have orchids, and we also have lots of succulents which are very trendy right now too.
0: Kelly, what kind of price ranges are we looking at when we're thinking of flowers for Mother's Day?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So our bouquets start at $30 and that'll get you a gorgeous arrangement of spring flowers. uh, Lots of different options available. And then we go right to the magnificent in a vase or actually arranged um, as a bigger piece and the sky's the limit. So, um,
0: Is it too late to have delivery made, and does that add to the cost?
4: Well, there is a small delivery charge um, of $10, but certainly we have until 2 p.m. on Mother's Day uh, to place your order if you actually want to get them delivered on Sunday.
0: Our guest has been Kelly Kellis, who is uh, field operations of Forest of Flowers and accredited business with an A-plus rating. And we'll return with more on Ask BBB right after these messages. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan, and we're joined now by Asad Eldik, the Chair of the Board of Directors of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. Good morning, Asad,
5: and welcome. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Monica.
0: Asad, besides serving on the Board of Directors of the Better Business Bureau, you operate a roofing business, Armour Shield Roofing, so... You have a really good perspective on what's involved in achieving and maintaining BBB accreditation. In fact, your company was nominated for the Business Integrity Award and was a finalist in 2010 and 2011 and won the award in 2012. So this morning, we'd like to talk to you about how businesses become accredited and some of what they do to maintain that accreditation.
5: Yes, uh, Jim, it is information I'm always pleased to share. In fact, it's information that is always available on the BBB website at BBB.org. If a business has been accredited by the BBB, it means the Better Business Bureau has determined that the business met accreditation standards, which include a commitment to make a good, faithful effort to resolve any consumer's complaints.
1: And, of course, accredited businesses represent every category of endeavor possible. It's quite diverse. You mentioned that BBB makes sure the business meets accreditation standards. What are some of those accreditation standards, Hassan? Uh,
5: Monica, the the Code of Business Practices represents sound advertising, sound selling, and customer service practices that enhance customer trust and confidence in the business. The code of business practices is built on eight principles. The first is to build trust. A business does that first of all by having been in operation for at least six months. We check that they have all the licensing needed in their category, plus a number of other factors That are part of trust, including agreeing to work with the Better Business Bureau and consumers if ever there is a dispute.
0: And I guess, Asad, that's uh, where the motto that we close every program here with comes from. Start with trust.
5: Yes, Jim. And part of building that trust is adhering to other principles. Uh, Some of those are advertise honestly. Tell the truth. Be transparent, honor promises, be responsive, safeguard privacy, and embody integrity in all, uh, in all fields, like with customers, employees, suppliers, and so on. It's not just limited to customers.
1: And then on the BBB website, each of these principles is expanded with criteria that outline the things a business needs to do to meet the commitment to that particular principle.
5: Yes, and in that area of advertising, the Better Business Bureau has developed a code of advertising that businesses agree to abide by, Monica.
0: Asad, then what is the process for a business uh, to go about in gaining BBB accreditation.
5: Jim, a business can apply to the accreditation with the Better Business Bureau by calling the office at 519-673-2222, again by calling the number 519-673-2222, or visit the website at bbb.org. There's a tab to click to apply. As well, uh, Better Business Bureau researches the marketplace, and we extend invitations to companies and businesses that appear to meet our criteria. In addition, consumers who have had a positive experience with a business that they dealt with might recommend that we invite that particular company to apply for accreditation.
0: Uh, Assad, we know that this is a, a big advantage for consumers because they know that the accredited businesses have agreed to the Better Business Bureau standards of trust, but uh, what are some of the advantages then for the business,
5: Jim? It, it's good you're talking about that because you know I'm a strong believer of the Better Business Bureau, and uh, you you know that we won the Better Business Bureau Integrity Award, and the reason of that is I'm um, since number day number one when I started the business, I'm a strong believer of the Better Business Bureau and the benefits that gives the business. It's not just for the consumers. So there is several resources and tools that businesses will have access to once they are accredited. So the business is listed in the accredited business directory where they can build their profile and showcase their products and services as we did with Armor Shield Roofing where we put uh, videos and photos and uh, many Uh, tools that consumers could look at and know the kind of company and the level of company that we are. And of course, they can display the Better Business Bureau seal at their place of business on their vehicles. And that adds credibility and help the businesses stand out from others. Well, Asad, thank
0: you for taking time to join us this morning and for giving us some insight into the process of accreditation.
5: Well, thank you, guys. It's been my pleasure.
0: Asad Eldik is the chair of the board of directors of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario and the owner of uh, Armour Shield Roofing, the 2012 recipient of the BBB's Business Integrity Award. And that's our time for this week. Thanks very much for listening. And thanks for uh, joining us this morning, Monica. Monica is the communications manager with the BBB serving Western Ontario.
1: It's been delightful to join you in the studio today, Jim.
0: And remember, you can always contact us on Facebook Facebook. Twitter or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. Well, that's our program for this time. I'm Jim Swan. Until next time, ask BBB and start with trust.